Forward by Sean Pearson I would like to tell you a story that might be true or that might be a lie. The problem is that if you were to say it is a lie, I have no way of proving it is the truth. And if I say it is the truth, you have no way of proving it is a lie. Back in 2004, I was invited to the Sanju Sangendo in Japan for the filming of a National Geographic documentary about Kudo, The Way of the Bow. I was also invited to be a VIP guest at a Yabusame ceremony, horse archery, in Kamakura. After these events, I spent some time visiting the various local temples and shrines in the area. My story takes place in one of these temples, which was dedicated to the Bodhisattva of Compassion, a Buddhist goddess. I was lucky enough to be accompanied by one of the Yabusame instructors that I had met at the ceremony. He had heard of my interest in visiting this specific temple and agreed to be my guide. I had no idea at the time how grateful I would be for his help. It turned out that on the day I visited the temple, a very important ceremony was taking place. Due to the nature of the ceremony, explained later in this story, it doesn't fall on a specific or routine date. Upon arriving at the temple, my guide was informed of this ceremony and successfully convinced the temple to allow us to watch it. The two of us, accompanied by several other temple members that happened to be there that day, were led down a series of long stairs into a huge circular underground room. A domed ceiling and a balcony completely encircled the room about halfway between the floor and the top of the dome. The entire room was made out of very old-looking stone, and most of the walls were carved with various Buddhist murals. On the floor of the room was a spiral that started from a circle in the center of the floor and moved outward, connecting over a hundred additional circles. The center circle and the next 82 circles all had Japanese characters carved into them. My guide explained that the middle circle represented the Buddha, and it had his name carved into it. The subsequent circles on the spiral represented the temple's lineage, in which instructor after instructor was present, all the way up to the current temple head, who sat in the 83rd circle. She was an elderly woman, and she sat unmoving in her circle. The ceremony consisted of a younger woman walking out onto the floor, performing a very elaborate bow, and then sitting in the circle one up the spiral from the old woman. Once the young woman sat down, she started chanting. My guide and I watched and listened for almost an hour before we left. Even as we walked outside, the younger woman continued sounding the same chant over and over. When we were outside of the temple, I asked my guide what the ceremony was and how long the woman was going to chant for. It turns out the ceremony is only done when a new head of the temple is put in place. What I didn't realize, until after being extremely confused, was that this ceremony only takes place when the current head of the temple dies. The current head of the temple, the older woman, realized that her life was nearly at an end and started the ceremony by sitting on her circle. At that point, her successor, the younger woman, knew that the ceremony had to start, so she immediately put everything in place for that to happen, eventually sitting in her circle. My guide told me that she would chant until the older woman passed. 
The next day, my guide informed me that the chanting only lasted slightly over five hours. In most Asian cultures and practices, tradition is very important, as can be seen in my story. This was also very true in all martial arts, until recently. Recently, due to numerous reasons, most martial arts have completely dropped their traditional practices. Some schools don't require students to wear uniforms. Some schools don't bow. Some schools foster a relationship between their instructors and students similar to a coach and his or her athletes. Some schools don't teach anything other than physical techniques. Think about the story I just told. Did the ceremony actually matter? If, one day, there was simply a new temple head after the old one had died, would anything be different? Most people would probably say no, but I strongly disagree. <laughs> 